Welcome to Mystery County Monster Hunters Club, where we use dice to tell a story of actuarial antagonists and trapped travelers. I'm Tyler Samples, your keeper of monsters and mysteries. Let's meet our players. Hi, everybody. I'm Shamanda Felt, and uh, my character is Rashawn Scott, the initiate, and I'm all turned around, guys. <laughs> oh, I love it. Hi, I'm Erin Rain. I play Crashly Grenadine, the chosen, and I have to tell you that every night when I brush my teeth, I still sing Crashly, Crashly, Bobashly, Banana, Fana, Bobashly, Me, My, Mo, Mashly, Mashly? Oh, shit. Hi, everybody. My name is Claire Linick. I play Susan Wexler, the expert, and I'm not afraid of anything except the demons trapped inside the animatronics at Chuck E. Cheese. Hey, everybody. I'm Alan Linick. I am playing Derek Fleifer, the divine, and Derek doesn't know how to bring about good time shoes, but he does know how to make sandal fawn, which is a deep cut from Judeo-Christian archangel lore. Google Sandalfon and you'll be like, damn, Alan Linick is a genius. <laughs> Where we left off, the Tooth Fairy is holding Shamanda by the neck, maybe two or three feet off the ground, slowly choking her out as a bargaining chip against Tam, who is fleeing in the body of Tom Nuts amidst the high schoolers out of the auditorium of Queen Latifah's School for Gifted Girls. Susan... At this point, you have your third eye open, right? Yes. Okay, so you are pulling your flamethrower out, trying to figure out how to handle this. And there is a moment of that, I think, in terms of your third eye, it's almost like hearing white noise buzz, but you're seeing it. It's like seeing a blip of static that just happens. And it happens broadly because what you see from your third eye is whatever is animating Tom Nuts stands and turns and looks back at Shamanda dangling from the, the hand of the Tooth Fairy, and something kind of blips out and back insanely fast in a way that feels to you like a mind contacting another mind. As you, Susan, know, mental communication happens at a much faster pace than regular human speech. So mm -hmm. a lot can take place in a very short amount of time. And then suddenly, in that moment, you experience a similar blip type thing within Tom himself. And in the moment that you are seeing this, you realize more is happening than you are ever going to know. And that is the moment where we are going to cut to the pre-recorded <laughs> segment that I did with Rashawn and Jeff. <gasps> oh, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no, that's screwed up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the giggles. The She's giggles. giggling. Tom, you've been having flashes, bits and pieces of experience. It's hard to hold on to what's going on, mm -hmm. but your body is moving and you are doing things. As you are running out of the room and you feel your body moving without your volition, you feel suddenly yourself drawn up short as you feel your head turn and look and see Shamanda lifted above the ground by the Tooth Fairy, who is clattering and shrieking in frustration and fury. And you can feel the driver of you knows that Shamanda is about to be killed. And then you feel that driver, Tam, who has been in you already a few times. Part of Tam is not present and is somewhere else you can feel it basically them move towards shamanda so shamanda the tooth fairy has you by the throat and your feet are like dangling two feet off the ground as it just holds you up in the air and you feel yourself growing faint as its giant furred hand is just clutched holding your your throat tight and you are losing air as it's sort of screaming its otherworldly screech in the general direction of tam who is in the body of tom and as you're impotently trying to get your fingers under its vice grip to give yourself some air, you look over and make eye contact with Tam. And suddenly things slow down and you find yourself in a space that is very familiar for Shamanda, but she hasn't been in a while, which is a telepathic connection. And it is you and Tam there. 
And this isn't necessarily surprising because, of course, Tam is the person who taught you how to do telepathy in the first place. Mm. And one thing you know, obviously, is telepathy goes much faster than conversation. So to the outside world, maybe a moment passes. As Tam says in their more familiar Tacoma accent, what did you do with your telepathy? I've been trying to connect with you on this this whole time. (laughs) So much has happened to me since I last saw you. I've become a different person, a different, different Shamanda. What you're seeing right now is completely 180. I don't believe that. No, okay. I know, Shamanda. And look, you and I, we're friends. You really don't want to come with me? You just say yes, let me in, and we get away from all these boring little people with their gross little feelings. You and me. I left Fairy one time, and I said I would never go back. Here in Superior, I found purpose, I found goals, I found ambition. Shamanda, here's the thing. You don't understand. Before you had a taste, I'll just let you see Fairy. I'm inviting you to go to Fairy. Do you understand? You could be one of us. You could be in our world instead of in this one. Why do you care so much about this world? Why do I care so much about Mystery County? Well. It didn't make me feel as lonely as I did when I was with you. Yeah, you taught me some new skills. You made me devious, abhorrent to others. And out here, I feel connected. It's not just me, you know, against the world. I've got other people with similar interests to me. And you never met him, but there was this kid, CEJ. He wanted nothing with this life at all. Just wanted to be around his friends. He died. And that hit everybody so hard, like weeping for hours and hours. And then we brought him back and just set him off into the world that he wanted. And that's what a real friend does. You're not being a real friend to me. You should let me go. A real friend would help me go. I did meet CEJ and he tried to help me out of a bond because it helped him out of a bond too. And really, honestly, at the end of the day, Shamanda, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help you out of a bond as much as myself, because I know what you're saying. I've been in all these people's heads and I know what they're thinking and it's so small. All right, you want to hear it? And then Tam just unleashes this cacophony of insecurities that they've picked up from each kid in this room that they popped in and out of. And it's like, is my neck too Why long? Is my belly Why do I have such Audi? big hair? Should I be shaving my peach fuzz? I have nose hair. Why is he always staring at my lips? Smell like cheese. No, I'm never going to get brought Question after question, worry, concern, fear, anger, everything that you are experiencing every day, but you're just experiencing the emotion part of it. Now you're experiencing the other half of why all of these feelings are there that you are constantly being overwhelmed by. And Tam's like, it's all so small, Shamanda. They're just trying to hold on barely by their fingernails. And it's not like that in Ferry. All right, this is fun. I love coming to here. It's a fun place for a little lark, but if you want to really be whoever you could dream of being, you got to come to Ferry with me. Otherwise, you're just going to be like them with tiny little feelings and worries. But that's my whole goal with my new organization. Getting them past those insecurities so they can be whatever. And who's to say there can't be a direct pipeline between Ferry and the dojo, huh? Uh, Tam laughs and is like, always trying to work an angle. Tam. I wish it could be like that, Shamanda, but you know, it takes a special kind of person to hang with Fairy. I thought that was you, but I guess not. So look, if you don't want to go, that's fine, but I've got to take care of myself. And I think if I take care of myself, I can keep you safe. So I want you to keep my friends safe too. I will. No harm can come to them. You hear me? You have my word. No harm. All right. You bloody father (laughs) (laughs) no you're a bloody father no you're a bloody father and i I go and give him a big hug yeah like a big mental conscious (laughs) yeah and tam does the same and just says i don't know how you got so soft uh i mean maybe it's the goonch i'll know (laughs) and then you just feel a shudder when you say that and tam's just like no that thing is fucking terrifying anyway i've got other arrangements to make you've kind of played my hand for me on this Before I go to make them, let me just leave you with this. You're the only friend I've ever really had in this world. Or in mine. 
like I said, I'll keep him safe. And then Tam ends that moment. Oh, shit. Oh, man. (laughs) And then Tom, within like a microsecond, they snap back and snap into this mental space with you that's like, you can feel it. It's inside your own mind. And they are there with you, but you can't quite see them. It's kind of like a blinding light that is also dim. It's just very out of the realm of human existence to be able to describe. But the rough shape of a person says, okay, Tom, we do not have a lot of time. And this is not my preference of how things would go. But it looks like I have been turned down by my best friend. And oh, I'm so sorry. That's happened to me before, too. Wow. Thanks. Listen, Tom, we don't have a lot of time here, so I'm going to just lay this out for you. Okay. Do you love your community? I know you do. Yeah, I love this place. Have you seen what we do in the uh, for the summer solstice? You know, I've seen your memories of it, and honestly, you do more than I would have expected. Mm-hmm. But let me say this, Tom, here's your chance to protect it, because... Look, the ritual to get out of here with an unwilling host is going to take too long. And if I try to do that, the Tooth Fairy is going to kill Jamanda. Is that what that guy's name is? That is the Tooth Fairy, yes. I thought so, because I have your memories too. Oh, oh, I am so sorry. Usually I am not that sloppy, but I've been a little panicked. So I'm sorry for the nightmares that you're going to get. Listen, if you go with me freely right now, Uh we keep Shamanda safe. You're a hero. You save the day, Shamanda lives. And if you don't say yes, bad things are going to happen to us. All right. Okay. Uh, wow. So if if I go with you to uh, Ferry, everything will be good? They'll be fine. They'll handle it. Shamanda will be safe. Nobody, it's not going to try to kill Shamanda. I can tell you that. The Tooth Fairy just wants me. And if I'm not here, it doesn't have any reason to use Shamanda as leverage. And I'll be honest with you, Shamanda made me promise to keep you safe. So I am bound by that. I will keep you safe. You're going to be in Ferry and that's going to be a different experience, but I will keep you safe as best as I can while we're there. All right. And we're going to be there forever. Oh, well, that crosses off my next three questions. Um, Could you describe fairy to me? I mean, I'm just not sure what I need to bring, what I need to dress for. I I mean, it gets pretty hot here in the summer, but in the winter, it is cold as a carp's butt. Yeah. Fairy is like the most frigid place that you could ever be. It's absolute zero all of the time and also a raging inferno. It's a land of extremes and balmy weather all in between. Okay. Fairy is nothing like this. Okay. Humans rarely, if ever, are brought to fairy. I'm trying to think. Here's a question for you, Tom. What is it like being long? Being long? Yeah. Like being wide or deep. Do you think about that a lot? Uh, well, you know, I, I've, I've pondered what's better, a, a flat flounder or a long pike. Okay, great. Now, it's not much different to you or anything, right? That's kind of what this is for us, okay? <laughs> Three dimensions, four if you include time, that's mm-hmm. so small. I do. Okay. okay, you're basically looking at my pinky right now. That's all of me that's here. Huh. But it's the important part of me, as it turns out right now, and so... If you come with me somewhere else, you are going to be turned inside out and pulled into dimensions that you didn't know were possible or existed and experience directions that you truly cannot comprehend. Wow. Okay. Uh, Okay. That is a lot to take in. Uh, When I I get turned inside out, do I get um, turned back outside in? You'll find something that's stable. Or you won't. I mean, it's more about like volition and and thought than anything else. Here, there's a lot of laws. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of physics and we just kind of don't bother with that. I mean, it's so boring having gravity and finite speed of light and all of those things. Yuck. No, thanks. They're boring. So we just kind of we just don't bother with any of that. And and I can't come back. No. Well, let me ask you, how uh, how have you been able to come here? Oh, I hop. I body hop. Okay, I'm not really here. Gross. <laughs> the idea of actually being uh, on Earth as a fairy? Gross. Well, now, hold it right there. Rhinelander's not much to look at, but I, I do like Haverford. Agree to disagree, okay? Okay, you had me, and now I'm getting a little P.O. <laughs> okay, well, how about this? If you say no, I see one of two outcomes to this. Let's hear it. Either the Tooth Fairy turns and kills us right now, or it blinds us. 
and takes us back to Marfa, the farmer's market bandit, where we'll be tortured to infinity. Farmers, we don't really have a farmer's market here often. Well, we do in Tacoma, and let me tell you, Marfa is not somebody you want to cross, and I have crossed her. Okay. Um, another question for you. Uh, mm. Can I body hop? I doubt it. I mean, maybe. Honestly, time is not really a constant there. Again, the physics thing. So there's a chance you could learn it. It could take an infinity or you could learn it tomorrow. I don't know. I don't really care. It won't really be a priority of mine to teach you because we're not friends. You're just the body I'm in right now. And Ow. Okay. Uh, wow. Could we become friends if we're have infinity? I, you know, I, I see that as being very unlikely. But who knows? Maybe when you gain extra dimensions, you'll have some parts of your personality that might be interesting. I'll put it as a very soft maybe. Okay. That's honestly uh, actually better than I usually get. Uh, what's the net situation like? Think of a land that is only made of nets. I'm in. <laughs> and Tam is like, Oh, wow. That's what it took? Wow. I need to... You have access to my brain and you didn't think that Yeah, that, that was a work. real bonehead move on my part. Okay, well... <laughs> ah, you. Tom, how about this? All right, I'll do you one favor here. Since you're doing me a huge solid, mm. is there anybody you want to say goodbye to? I can put you in touch for a quick, quick last convo here before we do this, okay? Um, could you connect me with my brother, Tim Nuts? Wow. Okay, yeah. And Jeff, where does Tim Nuts live? Does he live in Haverford also? No, no, no. He lives in Buenos Aires. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Are you comfortable being Tim and Tom? Yeah. Great. (laughs) I'll do my best. So you just feel Tam shuffle through your mind like it's a Rolodex. Ooh, that tickles. Yeah. And then finds where Tim is and is like, Ooh, tasty. Okay, great. And then just blasts out as you feel yourself drawn uh, on the equivalent of like a mental telephone wire out to Buenos Aires and into the mind of your brother, Tim Nuts. Tim Nuts, what are you doing in this moment? Uh, You know, I, I'm just uh, sitting down to dinner. Uh, <laughs> I got a, I got a hungry man meal. It's a uh... Which is funny because I'm not that hungry today because I had a hungry man meal for lunch. So I'm actually kind of full, but uh, it's all I have at the moment. Wow. Yeah. So you're you're sitting down to dinner and you feel your brother sitting inside your head. What do you do? Hello. Hey. What are you doing? I'm sitting down to dinner. Oh, what are you having? A hungry man meal. Oh, someone's hungry. Well, that's the thing. I'm actually not even that hungry. I just. Hey, what are you doing in my head? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Should get to it. Uh, looks like I'm going to be going away for a while. Oh, how long? Well, I, I'm told forever, but, uh, you know, it's uh, not really too clear. Uh, one second. It is forever? Yeah, it's going to be forever. Yeah, it's definitely forever. Anyways, uh, Tim, I, I know we haven't really uh, talked much since Stad's funeral. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've been down in Buenos Aires. Yeah, how's it going down there? Oh, not great. I tried to open up a net store, but uh, it didn't really take. Uh, you never were the, the net of the family. No, I guess the net fell far from the tree this time. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, uh, so what, what have you been doing for money? Oh, I'm on unemployment. Oh, okay. So, uh... Tam uh, interjects and is like, <laughs> you know, this is touching, but we do have a bit of a schedule here. So let's pick it up. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, good call. Hey, uh, so Tim, I gotta, I gotta go. I hate to cut and run, but uh, I gotta save a teenager and basically all of Haverford. We gotta save a teenager. Who are you saving? Uh, Shamanda. She's been dealing with demons, and yeah, that's how that goes. Demons? I don't believe in those. Well, they're real, and I gotta go to Fairy, which is where fairies live, and I'm gonna become long like a net. Uh, anyways, uh, the password for my computer is one one net. One, two. Uh, You know, uh, all my money I'm leaving into you. Uh, Yeah, there's a key underneath the uh, the, my mat. Uh, Wait, which mat? Oh, the front door mat. It says welcome. Oh, that makes sense. Um, Anyways, I have to get going. Got to save the day. Uh, Just come up. Uh, If you could feed my goldfish. Um, It's pretty big now. It's about the size of a football. So if you could feed him, that would be fantastic. Uh, the store is yours. Um, 
So I just don't run into the business like get it down Buenos Aires. Oh, you, you, okay. I'll, I'll take care of it. All right. Have a good one. Yeah, you have a good one too. Okay, is that everything? Um. Oh yeah. Uh. Uh. Rhinelander sucks. Yeah, they do. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> With that, Tam severs the connection. Oh crap! I should have told him that uh, there's a monster on the loose that I was supposed to take care of, and only I knew about it. Uh, dang it! Wait, which monster? Oh, the uh, that coyote. Oh, yeah, that is crazy. I can't believe that you put that together. That is very fun. You should try doing some of those experiments in fairy because I can. You can do anything you want. It's kind of like you're a genie, but you're the one giving yourself wishes, but you're still bound by all of the chains. Huh. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like a horrific paradise. Dang, that sounds interesting. Yeah, just hope that nobody's hungry when they meet you. Wait, 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 what? Okay, Tom, I'm going to give you control of your left hand. Okay. There is a necklace around your neck. I need you to put it next to the other part of the BFF necklace in my hand, okay? On the count of three, are you ready for this? Yeah. Hey, um, I know we're not BFFs, but uh, could you just call me your BFF before I do this? You feel Tam gritting your own real teeth very slowly as this is all time dilated. We don't have much time. And Tam says, yeah, BFF, <gasps> let's do this. Yeah. And I, uh, I connect the necklace. As you are all coming back out of this, so Derek and Crashly, you are still blinded from the flashbang. It is wearing off. You're starting to get loose vision back, but it is hard. There is just dark splotches that are covering up the majority of your vision. It's very hazy, but you can hear the tumultuous screaming of all of these teenagers running, blinded, trying to get out of this room, all of these things happening. Derek and Crashly, because you're both connected to more than than what a normal person is. You two, as well as Susan, who is seeing some hazy version of this through her eye, you guys can feel the the kinetic energy of the room rising as potential energy is filling into this room. And again, this is all in maybe half a second's time. This is the moment that we left. As you all are experiencing that, and Susan, you turn over Shamanda from the grip of the Tooth Fairy, where you are about to pass out. You are quickly losing consciousness. You both see Tom Nuts look down, grab one half of the BFF necklace, and with his other hand, grab the other half, take a breath, put them together. There is a blast of energy and light, and Tom Nuts is gone. What the heck? What? Did he just blow himself up? And at this moment, the Tooth Fairy screams a scream of frustration and agony and defeat and fury like none of you have ever heard. I scream back. <laughs> Before anything else happens, Shamanda, I'm going to have you roll and act under pressure as the Tooth Fairy just throws you across the room in fury. <clears throat> Uh, act under pressure plus cool. Oh my god, it's a four. Can okay. I help oh out? Um, no, not in this moment. You can't because okay. all that is going to happen in this, in terms of things go to hell. Shamanda, you clip the stage and your leg snaps. <gasps> oh, you're going to take two harm. Wait a second. <sighs> Can Dragline do bodyguard and Ooh. have it that she breaks mm. the fall and her leg snaps? <laughs> <laughs> yes, show. absolutely. Dragline, who we haven't Drag quite established line. where Dragline is. Oh, she's right behind you. That's always the answer. She's yeah. standing. It doesn't right surprise me you. if Dragline. Oh, here's what I like to think: is Dragline is in sort of the orchestra pit, just right at the edge of the mm-hmm. stage. And as Shamanda cartwheels across the room, just slams against Dragline, oh. who just slams up against the wall Dang. of the edge of the stage, and you just hear something snap. So Dragline takes two harm, and you are going to have a broken leg. Oh, I'm, I'm doing the the 
play on crutches it sounds like oh, oh, God. Mm-hmm. No. and am i just like passed out i guess from all of that being well, like choked out and slammed across the room i think i'd faint yeah first off dragline falls down i think dragline is definitely passing out from the pain of this also as dragline is buried under a small very heavy pouch of gold that gets thrown at dragline's mm. chest oh dragline God. you just got thirty thousand dollars in gold coins Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Love it. This is all worth it. Luckily, it seems to be a clean break. So you probably won't need surgery or anything like that. As the Tooth Fairy looks even more angry and is just starting to, I mean, it's its like a bull in a china shop. The Tooth Fairy is just, just screaming, ripping up chairs, throwing them around. It looks angrier than anything any of you have ever seen. So that is what happens to you, Shamanda. You just clip the stage and you fall down hard. Other than that, you are still a go in this, but Dragline is out for the rest of this until somebody helps. Dragline is unconscious. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh Derek and Crashly, your vision is coming back to you. At this point, you can see. Okay. But what you see is terrifying and truly awful. There is this huge, monstrous, fur-laden creature just ripping up seats, throwing them around indiscriminately. You see one of the chairs kind of wings and just hits Laszlo Marchetti and Laszlo just goes and falls to the ground and then just a bag of coins gets thrown and lands on his body. He's like, help. It's not that much coins. It doesn't look like he got hurt that bad, but you can see this thing. The tooth fairy is not calming down, but it's just getting more and more upset. It's time for a big entrance, I think. Okay, great. Crashly, what do you do? I need this to stop. (laughs) So, um, just and the other thing, Tom Nuts is gone, right? Which I mean, I just don't care about Tom Nuts that much in this moment. Like, I'm not like we're all fine. Like, I was blind when he disappeared, I guess. So, it's like, I guess he ran away. What a turd. Um, but I don't, I'm not thinking about it too much to be totally honest with you. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna run up behind the tooth fairy monster. And tug on what looks like a ponytail, because it's covered in hair, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to tug on its ponytail and be like, hey, I liked it better when I was blind, because then I didn't have to see this mess. Somebody needs a makeover. Am I right? Great. Well, roll plus cool. Okay, All the cool. scared kids go, oh, shit. Yeah, that's a big entrance. Ooh, I rolled. Um, I rolled well. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I got a 10. Great. Wow. Yeah, yeah you did. As Rashawn yeah. said, yeah, all of the kids stop and watch. I'm bullying successfully. <laughs> you successfully bully. The, the, uh, they all watch as the stage manager who is, you know, Crashly. Everybody knows Crashly. But Crashly suddenly runs up and leaps onto the back of this terrible monster and starts pulling on its hair and making fun of it. Yeah. And everybody is just agog. And the panicked, scattered race to escape the room pauses for a moment as everybody is just dumbfounded. And the monster stops, right? The monster it does stop. Yes, the monster is listening and mm-hmm. is, I would say, in this instance, isn't shocked necessarily, but is more trying, like stopped because what the tooth fairy is trying to do is trying to reach you. But you're in that like that one spot in the back where it's really hard to reach your arms, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like a big bodybuilder <laughs> with limited shoulder flexibility. It's trying to grab at you and it just can't seem to do it. And it's just sort of screaming <laughs> in frustration at you. Yeah. So you are going to hold its attention. And for the moment, the room is as that into this space. Derek, what are you doing? You're sort of standing next to Crashly or where Crashly was. I, I mean, this thing is screaming. It's causing a ruckus. Uh, I, 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 and I'm angry. Gosh, darn it. <laughs> Ooh. Uh-oh. Um, so I'm going to rip out my giant 200 pound flaming sword and cut this thing in half. Oh, yeah. Or try to <laughs> work. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. Um, so I'm going to do the like kick some ass situation. Roll kick some ass, mm-hmm. my guy. Yeah, I'm kicking his ass. Go off. And guess what? <laughs> I kick Flaming his freaking sword. ass. What'd you it's, get? I rolled an I rolled an eleven. Whoa! Dang. Dang. You kicked that is his good. ass. So on kick some ass. Thing. 
on a 10 plus, you are going to inflict harm on it. It is going to inflict harm on you as well. You get to pick from the following. You gain advantage. You can get a plus one or give that to somebody else on their next roll. You inflict terrible harm. You do more harm to it. You suffer less harm. You take less harm from it. You force it where you want it or you take something from it. Yeah, I'm going to take its bag of coins. It can't it can't it can't hurt people no more if it can't pay for the damages. Okay, I love this. Um, And my big flaming sword does three harm at a swing. Yes, you watch your big flaming sword bite deep into the side of the tooth fairy. And and I yell something in like a a, like this otherworldly tongue that no one can really understand. And it just sounds like gibberish on the human ear. Mm. Yeah. So so for me, it's like, have at you, you beast. But for everyone else, it's like, <laughs> what is the tooth fairy hearing? What? What is the tooth? What is tooth fairy mm. hear when you do that? You, you I think the, the tooth fairy hears it, but hears it with an accent. Love have that. at you, you beast. Yeah, that's that's what the tooth fairy, the tooth fairy speaks angelic. It's just kind of a, to it, it's kind of a dumb, a dumb language. Yeah. Rude. Yeah, very. Well, okay. So just to cover what is happening in this moment, as the crowd stops trying to escape and is just watching Crashly very confidently maneuver herself onto the Tooth Fairy, they watch as Derek Fleifer, who just healed Miss Stapleton. Not everybody saw that, but some people definitely saw that. But everybody is watching Crashly and the person standing next to Crashly is Derek, who reaches his hand out and pushes it into a pocket in the air next to him (laughs) pulls out a giant flaming sword and immediately makes that blah 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 noise (laughs) and slices into the tooth fairy the tooth fairy does take the three harm it is not enough to kill it it does wound it quite badly but you also see this sort of like ineffable you know Derek, like fairies similar to angels they can occupy a mortal body but they are not themselves an, a mortal thing so what is leaking out is not blood it's more like almost more ectoplasmic mm. but it is deeply wounded but it just turns and it is going to mouth punch you and so <laughs> it is going to mouth punch me mouth yeah punch. it's going to punch you that? in the mouth with its big oh. hand I thought it was going to punch me with its mouth. No, no, no. Uh, It turns, it punches you with its mouth as it's clattering and screaming, and you are going to take two harm. Does that count my divine armor, or should I deduct one? No, yeah, you can count your divine armor. That that protects you in all cases. But also, you do need to roll, I'm going to have you roll 1d4 to see how many teeth you lose. (gasps) Oh, no, my teeth. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, come on, low, 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 low. Three. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Derek loses three front. teeth. Yeah, Derek, where are these teeth? Oh, um, I, I, I swallow them. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Wh- which which teeth, teeth in your mouth? Which oh, I thought you meant where do they go? No, I, I think it I makes s- sense to me. You definitely swallow them. I'm just wondering, are they front teeth, canines, back teeth? I think I, I, you would expect that they would all be from like the same area. Um, but there's something about the hit that they're all from completely different parts of my mouth. Like a seven ten so, split. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so totally, lose, this is totally a Looney Tunes hit where your teeth become piano keys and a couple just randomly yeah, throw. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. They kind of uh, dangle at, for a minute and then they fall out and I swallow them. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to lose one. Yeah. I lose one front tooth, uh, one incisor on the other side of my mouth and then like one molar. Somebody give this kid an apple. Here's what I'm going to say, Derek. (laughs) This is something that you will not be able to fix through lay on hands. Like somebody else, if Susan did magic, maybe this will fix it. But other than that, you are going to have to go to an orthodontist. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm not, I'm upset because it hurt, but I'm not super concerned because something I know about humans is that they lose their teeth. And that's just the thing that happens. And then they grow new ones. Uh, and that's. <laughs> you're really counting on the fact that since you are only recently actually a human, that you still have your baby teeth. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've watched the lives of so many humans, and almost all of them lose all their freaking teeth at some point, And then they just get a new set. So I, I'm pretty confident that this is a temporary situation. <laughs> Well, we'll see. The other part of what happens as it punches you and you, you know, crashly as you're on the Tooth Fairy's back, you watch Derek get punched and then Mm -mm. just involuntarily go "Mm -mm," and teeth go down. 
it reaches down to its belt and pulls out 75 cents. In or does cha- it, Tyler? Or does it? No, Alan, it here is what happens. Pulls out 75 cents. And as it does and goes to, to throw that to Derek, Crashly, you watch as Derek's eyes go down to the pouch at the same time that his hand's coming out. And Derek, lightning fast, reaches in and grabs the pouch as it is reaching its hand out to give him the change. And Derek holds the pouch in his hand. Yeah, and I say, uh, I say, Crashly, did you see that? And then I I throw the pouch to her. And I'm going to catch it and I'm going to go, power couple, baby. Great. Yay. Is Crashly impressed? Yes. Sweet. Then Very I'm going to suppress my insecure for the rest of this. So that was your <laughs> attempt to impress Crashly? Yeah. Okay. Aww. Great. Yeah. So then you are, for the moment, you are able to suppress your insecurity. So Crashly, you catch the bag of coins mm-hmm. that is, I'm going to say, this is this is an insanely heavy bag. Yeah. Because this holds a near infinite amount of currency seemingly all kinds yeah so i'm gonna have you roll act under pressure for me okay okay let me act under pressure um i got a 10 okay yeah you do yeah. it you, you grab it effortlessly it's very <laughs> fucking cool oh, in your wow face, tyler <laughs> oh i love it i'm the biggest fan here dude <laughs> the kids are stunned in the room watching this you can see even serena lad is sort of like thrown off and has a little bit of guarded respect on her face as she's watching you ride wow. this fucking monstrous mm, shambling beast like a, a bucking bronco with one hand up in the air holding a bag, like a 50-pound bag of loose <laughs> change and <laughs> coins. I am reporting to everyone how heavy it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And as you are doing this, I want to see what Susan is doing. Susan, you've pulled out your flamethrower. You're watching with your third eye. Your regular vision is coming back. And uh, the other thing I should say also to this is, Susan, with your third eye, when you saw it, everybody else, the other two didn't really see anything they just noticed tom nuts is gone you saw tom nuts go yeah to where is not clear but tom nuts is not it's it's not like tom nuts ran into the other room or tom nuts vanished like tom nuts was taken somewhere like tom nuts went i guess is the best mm-hmm. way to phrase it and you experienced that through your third eye you experienced tom nuts going to another place that is very much not this place you essentially saw the door open and close very quickly and you are aware of that and the, of the weight of that like that is that is probably a one way yep so you're aware of that in this space as well what are you doing Okay, so I have my flamethrower out. Crashly is on the back of the tooth fairy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not gonna do my flamethrower because I don't want to hurt Crashly. Okay, Thanks. and my other, I have the blessed knife. Okay, cool. And I think I'm just gonna do a um, just a plain old run and leap, and uh, you know, just just everyday run and leap and try to stab it. Great. Um, go ahead and roll to kick some ass. Okay, great. Okay, um, let's go on to the next person. wait what happened it's a two wow you rolled a two can i help you rolled two ones i don't think i've ever rolled that in this game before that is impressive that's so sad do i fall am i dead (laughs) i mean yeah crashly you can try to help out if you want you're yeah you you could certainly see susan i just don't know if it's even worth it i mean Uh, well, okay, if you rolled two ones, since the way we do help out is it lets you re-roll one of your dice, you have a one in six chance of getting a success. Yeah. Basically, Susan would need to re-roll a six. Yeah. I got an eight in my help out. Okay. Yeah. So, Susan, you are going to get advantage on that, but Crashly is going to expose herself to trouble or danger. Oh, no. So, worth it. Susan, <laughs> go ahead and re-roll one of your dice and let's see if this was worth it. Alan, confirm it. <laughs> it's a one. No, it's not. It's <laughs> <That's> Alan. <laughs> it's a six. That's incredible. Yes. Okay, great. Oh, I Worth am it. tearing wow. up over here. Take a picture of it. Post it onto the Discord. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this yep, is yep, pretty, yep, yep. pretty huge. Wow. Okay, so the way that this works, Susan, is on a seven, you and your target inflict harm on each other. So you are going to stab it, correct? Oh. 
Hell yeah. Okay, great. So it's going to take two harm from your blessed wow. knife. And it is screaming. Like this amount of attack is very unusual for the Tooth Fairy. The Tooth Fairy obviously is a pretty sneaky creature that doesn't, it, it's, it's used to things being terrified of it and it is not used to being confronted. So it's not surprising that these group tactics are throwing it off a little bit, but it is going to, so you do that harm to it. And since Crashly, you are put in a situation of dr- trouble or danger, it grabs Crashly and it is going to slam Crashly Ooh. into you. So you and Crashly are both going to take two harm. Oh, I have a question though. Yes. What can it do since it doesn't have its coins? Is it allowed to inflict harm? That is a great question. Thank you so much. That is a good point. It is not. (gasps) Ah. So here's what happens. It does do that to Crashly. It throws Crashly at Susan. Crashly and Susan, you will each take two harm as you slam into the wall of the auditorium. Crashly just hitting into Susan as you guys tumble over the side of one of the rows of seats. It screams in pain that is not physical but is existential as it breaks its own rules in attempting to hurt Susan and Crashly. Its basic function, its basic contract with itself is that it compensates for damage, but in this moment, it cannot compensate, and yet it caused damage. And the only compensation it can possibly give is to take like for like, as you <gasps> see the pain it inflicted on you inflict back upon itself in this psychic <laughs> blowback. And that Yikes. is just enough as you watch it stumble and fall to the ground and screaming in pain like it has a migraine, it looks gone and it is Whoa. just screaming it would be crying if it had eyes or tear ducts but it is just mm. broken this thing in front of you it is something has fundamentally been torn from it and its true self is riven and gone and it uh. is just there screaming and in pain on the ground Derek, can you kill it this is like when that possum bit me when i was eight and i was really mad at the <laughs> possum and then my mom hit it with a spade and then I had to watch it die. I didn't like it. Wait, yeah, wait, wait. I remember watching that happen to you. <laughs> wait, I, I can call the dojo. We can have this exterminated properly. We don't have to do this. We've okay. done so much already. I just don't want to watch this anymore. Ugh. Okay, look away. Okay. I got this. I do. He and pulls out a garden spade. <laughs> so, Shamanda, Shamanda, I want to check in with you in this moment. You know what happened to Tom Nuts because of your conversation with Tam and what you saw Tom do, you know Tom went in your place to ferry. You also, and th- this is something we really haven't established at all between you and me, but you established in previous conversations that you've been to ferry before. I think what I'm going to say how that worked is since we know it's incredibly difficult in one way for a human to be in ferry. I think what took place is that Tam, for whatever reason we can work out down the road, I think Tam taught you a little bit or or at least enabled you temporarily to do the same thing Tam does. So when you went to Fairy, you occupied the body of fairies and you bounced around fairy bodies. I don't know how long you were there. I don't know what happened to it, but it is kind of, I think, a pretty shameful part of your back past in the other timeline. It was like when you were at your worst because you were a body stealer in another place. So you know Fairy decently well, certainly better than I think we realized before this point. So Shamanda, in this moment, you see this fairy and you know the way that fairies work, they often have like what you would often probably think of as like a shtick, like something that they hold to, but it is core to their person. And if they're not able to hold to that and they try to anyway, it breaks them. So you, you're seeing a wounded animal in front of you from this other area of existence that is fairy. What are you doing in this moment? How is this moment feeling for you? I feel like it, you're seeing, you know, a beautiful wild animal slowly, you know, falling apart in front of us. And I'd like it to have like a peaceful end if possible. So, um, and what I, would that be for this? I mean, honestly, I need something to turn into the dojo now that Tam is gone. 
I'm really. Th- I honestly, in my evil gameplay that I've got going in my head, uh, so I'm trying like, to cover uh, my ass. It just but needs. Also- it just needs a nice, peaceful way to go out, and also, I really need something to turn in to get people need off a my trophy. ass. <laughs> exactly. Um, the grace that we gave to the hodag, we should give to this thing. I mean, fellow classmates, I know you just saw some wild stuff, and um. This is not what every first day of rehearsal is supposed to be like. So I, I'm going to send a text over to the girls at the dojo, and they'll bring over the utility vehicle. Oh my gosh! Also, someone get an ambulance. I think, I think Dragline broke her leg. <laughs> yeah. So the as you're saying this, I'm going to say, Shamanda, go ahead and roll to manipulate someone. You're trying to manipulate the room. <laughs> Basically, because here's the thing that I will point out also. (laughs) I don't think Shamanda necessarily has put this together, but Tam, when bouncing into everybody, had one thought in their mind, and that thought was Shamanda felt. Mm -hmm. So a room full of people have experienced this supernatural force entering their bodies without their permission and then immediately leaving. And all they're left with is that feeling of entry and two words in their mind, which is Shamanda felt. And so they all know it was looking for you. They don't Mm. know why, and they don't know what's going on. They did see the tooth fairy threaten you and then throw you. So the whole room knows that you are at the epicenter of whatever just took place. So (laughs) in that context, roll a very important charm roll. (laughs) And I'm going to take a picture of this because I hope no one's going to believe but I rolled two ones. Uh, okay. Oh, can we help? Can I help? Uh, yeah, you can try to help if you want. Uh, well, what does Rashawn say that's so uncharming so that Shamanda, so that I can like. <laughs> what, I think what Shamanda says is, I'm going to call the dojo. We're going to have somebody come over. Like, okay. everything that Shamanda just said. Okay. I got an eight for helping. Okay, great. So you, what are you saying to try to, because the other thing I'll point out, Shamanda, is <laughs> nobody knows that the dojo is secretly a monster hunting organization. Like that's Council of the Dolls stuff. That's very interior. Everybody else just knows the dojo as a place where like kids go for after school classes and stuff. <laughs> so there's a lot of people being like, the dojo, what? Wait, why is it crashly? No, no, on, no, it's, it's it's totally help normal. Me out, yeah, yeah. No, um, I take classes at the dojo. Like lots of um, Derek does. I don't know if you just saw us, but um, we we learned how to do that stuff at the dojo. Um, and so, Ranger along is there. Shamanda, yep. so now you get to re-roll one of your dice. You do need to roll a six for this to be have any chance of success. Uh, come on. <laughs> Oh, no. It's a two. No. <laughs> Everybody, oh, no. nobody says anything. Everybody just backs away from you all, from both of you. No, like, I'm popular now. No, no. Serena, no. like you're doing that. You're trying to like reach no. for Serena lad. She just pushes your hand off and she's like, you're a freak. You're all, you're all freaks. You got- should have been you, Serena. Should have been you. <laughs> Do you hear her? Do you hear what Shamanda's saying? No, I mumbled it. I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, Susan Wexler is going to stand up and like straighten herself and be like, hey, hey, I'd like a part in the musical. <laughs> what? <laughs> she came here with the goal of being around oh, the musical and she's going to get her goal. In this moment, in this moment, that is what Susan's priority is. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't like try to replace the director who's been grievously wounded. You want a part in the With hair and makeup guy, and like Susan can see the kids' faces around her, like her kids, and she's like, "Okay, I'll ask later." <laughs> At this point, the principal, Principal Norton, walks or runs in, oh, no. having heard everything, because this all happened in like the span of maybe five minutes. Oh and runs in is just like oh my dear god oh get the cramos call him uh, uh, and get vice principal bridges in here get her to call cramos we need we need to, uh, okay what what's happening here and you just see a room full of kids point at shamanda felt ah. and crashly grenadine and Derek and susan and they all point at them and serena lad says they're not like us there there's something they, wait, wait, wait. they brought something shamanda faints uh, okay <laughs> 
Is the monster still here screaming? Yeah, it's still screaming. <laughs> okay, well, Principal, look and at that. I poke it. I poke it with my flaming sword. <laughs> it just <laughs> continues to Which scream. Which I'm still holding. Yeah, so I keep wh- poking it. What do you mean, us? Look at and that. And he's just like, oh my God, what is it? Is that a, some kind of a bear or something? And uh, Serena's like, no, it's something horrible and it, it hurts people and it kills people. And that's what happened out in the forest. And it was coming for her. It was coming for Shamanda. And it w- there was something else inside of us and it was looking for Shamanda. So that means we need to protect Shamanda. Exactly. Serena, Hello? thank you so much. Good thank idea, you, Serena. Serena. Great thinking. First idea you had all day, Serena. And you guys are experiencing at this moment the closest thing to what Frankenstein's monster experience uh, when it sees like villagers. Like you guys can feel, Susan especially, you're an old hand. In your history, Susan, as a monster hunter and stuff, this would be the time you'd sort of skidoot out of town. Yeah. And I'm like an early 40s hand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're right. You're Thank right. you so much. Thanks. Yeah. I just wanted to, yeah, Not, let's be sure. You're a, yeah, you're still living, laughing, and loving in life. <laughs> Says it right there on the wall. So, Susan, yeah, you're experiencing this is a point that happens in every Monster Hunter's career, the point which the veil is lifted from the people around them and it can't go back on. And you realize, like, this town has just figured out who is living in it and what they do. What do you say in this moment, Susan? Um, I'm going to look over at Immortata (laughs) and wink (laughs) and just say five minutes should do it. Then Immortata looks back and shrugs and goes, sorry, no, and holds up its cell phone and says, boss says to let this one play out. Consider my crock pot closed. And that's not a euphemism. I'm just not making you any crock pot meals this week. (laughs) Yeah. Immortata shrugs and kicks back against the wall. Norton is like looking at you. Principal Norton is like, who are you talking to? And looks over. I'm, and- I'm sorry. We're, we've all been under mind control. <laughs> oh, okay. You want to try to go that route? <laughs> I got no other routes. All right. Oh, God. Uh, Susan, you can try to manipulate someone. You can try to convince this room this is what's going on. Oh, you know <sighs> what? No, no. I actually, I'm not going to do anything because my charm is at negative right now, isn't it? Your charm is at negative. You're still feeling pretty guilty. No, no. Susan's going to sit this one out to try the Amortata thing. She didn't get a part in the play, and she's at negative three for manipulating someone. Now, you could. Now, here is the thing I'll point out. If you want to try to make a pointless sacrifice, you could remove your negative two to your charm for the moment. Okay. Okay. I mean, to be honest, it feels like crisis averted. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right. I Uh, agree. My friend here, you, we all saved you from a, like a world of hurt. So I would just love it if all of you could just chill out. Obviously, we have the upper hand. My man here has a flaming sword. Okay, yeah. my girl with the uh, with the with the clipboard literally talked this thing down by just mocking it. Thank and you. Brixton Bridges runs in with a fire axe, <sighs> sees the tooth fairy, and just buries the axe into its neck. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. Oh my god. There's the killer. And the tooth fairy, the screams finally stop, and the room is quiet. And everybody is staring at you. You are all staring back at them, offering up these paltry excuses. Who just killed someone in this room? (laughs) Exactly. Is it better now? Is the vibe better? I'm an empath. Let me check. (laughs) Okay. You want to roll? Yeah. I think think this is uh, a good... A good point to try to try to do this here. Uh, Roll plus weird, Shamanda. That's going to be a nine. Okay. You are going to get a hazy impression of the current emotional state and intentions of everybody in this room. And honestly, everybody is looking at you like you are dangerous. Like there's like you're, they don't know you. They don't understand you. And what you were just feeling is fear on a fundamental level, they don't know why this happened. And just just to put that into perspective, it's one thing to to talk about like the goat man as a thing that you tell around the campfire, but it's quite another thing to have the goat man charge into your school auditorium while you're rehearsing a play and kill your drama teacher who is then brought back to life by an angel. So these kids' emotions are frayed beyond the pale like there is no putting like some of these kids are going to have nightmares for years this is like truly the stuff of nightmares and 
you are at the center of that. So I'm going to say as a result of you opening up to feel these emotions, you are going to take an emotional condition. Which condition, knowing how afraid of you and how uncertain they feel about and towards you, what of the conditions are you taking? Afraid, angry, guilty, dejected, or insecure? I'm angry with them. Great. I'm angry because I realize I'm the common denominator in a, in a lot of the events today. And uh, yeah, if since you guys are so upset that I'm here, I'm going to do you a favor and take a note out of my friend Adam Miller's book, and I'm getting out of here. I throw my script, all the tabbies, they just fly out. I quit. Ooh. Wow. Wow. I'm out of here, and I scoop up Dragline. I take her to get her leg fixed. I, I lean over to Miss Wexler, and I'm like, this seems like a good opportunity <laughs> now that we have an opening in the play. <laughs> <laughs> Susan's still just shaking her head. <laughs> and Shamanda, as you walk out, you see the Plymouth vibe pull up from the dojo. You see Astrid and Adriana pile out and immediately start to grab Dragline and Astrid. And Adriana comes up to you and is like, okay, what's the status here? What's going on? We heard buzz that something went down. There's a corpse inside. Tam came to kill everybody. Tam's gone. This is what we have now. And uh, Tom is gone too. Shit. Are are you okay? <sighs> no. Okay. Um, well, what do we do next? You know what? <laughs> and I pull a clove out of my afro and I light it up and I say, you guys, you guys are going to have to figure it out for yourself. And oh. then using my last hold, I'm just going to have a motorcycle appear. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it's just a school bus pulls out and behind it is a motorcycle there <laughs> yeah. that's revved up. You see the uh, the dad who went to go <laughs> pick up his kid after school <laughs> is walking away. The helmet is there on the back. Yeah, there's a it's motorcycle a there. leather jacket. It says LaMau across the back and I'm like, <laughs> peace out. Wow. Great. Yeah. Hey, and, my bike. <laughs> and Adriana's just like, Shamanda, Shamanda. Inside Derek and Crashly, you two are experiencing this moment where everybody is staring at you all. Derek, everyone, all these humans know, they don't know who or what you are, but they know what you are not. And they know you're not a human. Yeah. This, this happened to me. Um, once like 40 or 50 years ago <laughs> um, when we had to do the presidential fitness test <laughs> and I kind of went ham on it without really <laughs> like trying to cover anything up <laughs> and it raised a bunch of eyebrows. So by the way, uh, I did get the presidential fitness award and it is one of my prized possessions. But did you get um, the presidential fitness award? Yeah, I got the, <laughs> the, the, the top they one started in, the, in like the country. After you. Yeah. Well, wow. Reagan gave it to him. Um, yeah, I yeah, who was who was I guess uh Harry Truman gave it to me. Um I got to I got to go to the White House. It was very cool. Um Well, they probably tried to weaponize you mm -hmm. if you well, showed your full capability. They yeah, they were like, you know, do uh, do you have any interest in representing the United States in the Olympics or joining the military? And I was like, not really either of those. Um so I left. But um, the point is that I, this has happened to me once before. So I'm like, nah, all I have to do is like wait a couple of hundred years and this will all blow over. <laughs> but I am very concerned that Crashly just went through a lot. So I'm kind of ignoring everybody else. Uh, and I kind of like get, I like stoop down so that we're eye level with each other. And I like, I'm like looking into her eyes to make sure that she's like not in some kind of shock. Um, and I kind of like, uh, it inad inadvertently ends up as kind of a hand-holding thing, but I, like, grab her hand and give it a squeeze to make sure she's okay. Um, and uh, I just say, like, are you okay? Um, I guess. Um, you just but... went through, like, a lot of stuff really fast. Yeah, I know. So did you. You don't have very many teeth right now. Are you okay? I have, like, so I have, like, 18 teeth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... Just so you know, like, this is really nice, but I am not ready to have my first real kiss right now. So, okay, don't. Okay. I just thought I just like felt a vibe with the hand holding and stuff. So, no, that, that wasn't really what I was going for, but I appreciate the information. Okay, cool. 
<laughs> the cutest. And as the people in this room continue to give you three a wide berth as the Cramos come in, the Council of the Dolls from the dojo show up and some of them start trying to finesse this situation. This would be sort of like a swirling montage moment, very uh, very garden state where the three of you are sort of static standing there while people are fast-paced moving around behind you and in a hazy swirl. You see Marcus Vermes coming in from the Chamber of Commerce and trying to like present some sort of fix to this while also eyeing the three of you intensely as he's realizing the degree to which you were involved in the goings-on of this. Crashly, you are still feeling very insecure as these kids are just, everybody is staring at you. Yeah. They're staring at you like you're as much not human as the Tooth Fairy or as Derek or as anything you've ever fought. They're looking at you with that same sort of revulsion and confusion. And Derek, you notice this. You can feel how much everybody is keeping their distance from you and Crashly. And since you're holding her hand, I think this is a great moment to try to deal with the feels and help her with their insecurity. So go ahead and roll plus weird. Okay. Uh, and I don't have to use the minus two, right? Because I um, yeah impressed her. Impressed. Yeah, Crashly. Yeah. You tried to impress Crashly and it, and it worked. So for, this mo- for the moment, yes. I'll say this is still part of this scene. Um, great. So I got a seven. Okay, great. So what do you say to Crashly to try to make her not feel insecure anymore? Um, I kind of look around and I'm like, is it, is it all this weird attention that's making you feel down? Yeah, kind of. I think I'm a pariah and that's not that new for me, but now I think it's like for real. Ah, um, and I'm going to make a bold gesture. Great. Um, I'm going to let go of Ashley's hand and I'm going to I'm going to tell like my first lie. Oh. Whoa. And it's going to be big and it's going to be to the room uh and I'm just going to basically be like Oh, great. So you think we're freaks too, huh, Crashly? <laughs> I thought you were one of us, but I guess you're not. Oh, no. Uh, and I I walk away uh and I I'm making a big show of like how Crashly wasn't in on any of this. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Crashly. But I give her like a really big wink. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, that is not seen. As all this is happening, Crashly, you feel a blanket go over your shoulders. It's like one of those thin, crinkly metal emergency yeah, blankets. Yeah, survival blanket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ben, you look up and Serena Lad is there and she's like, Crashly, I had no idea he was manipulating you like that. Oh, same. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hi. Oh, no. I don't know what to do. <laughs> come on. Come with me. Let's get you something to drink. Okay? Climb that uh, social ladder, girl. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's go. Um, Yeah. And Serena go. leads you away. And where we'll end <laughs> things uh, is this. Susan, I, I just want to see you watch. You're sort of in shock as you're watching this. And you realize, I think, more than, than the others because they're kids. This is the first time they've been through this. But like y'all's cover is blown. Mm-hmm. Like there's no putting the genie back in the bottle for this. The town of Haverford, like the the Mystery County has just discovered that it is a supernatural place with supernatural threats. And there's been for a long time a thing where they were comfortable being convinced it was a gas leak or something like that. But at least the students, like the high schoolers of this community are no longer able to be hoodwinked. And as you realize the enormity of that, I'm just curious what your first instinct is. I'm going to hold a town hall tomorrow. (laughs) And that's where we'll end our (laughs) session for today. Thanks so much for listening, Monster Hunters. If you enjoyed this, tell your friends, reach out on social media at Mystery County, or even better, join our Discord where you can talk to us and other fans about episodes, lore, theories, and anything else that comes to mind. Until next time, watch out for motorcycle thieves. without being able to properly 
give them renew remove remuneration. <laughs> gosh, what is it? It's I remuneration. think it's remuneration. 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 <laughs> Without being Keep able to get proper remuneration. <laughs> It. If you're a tooth fairy and you can't get proper remuneration, <laughs> okay, you might be a tooth fairy. Okay, <laughs> I thought this was a pretty cool moment, but I agree these are good bits. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> it's a very cool moment. In the universe of Star Wall Odyssey, space is made out of the collective imaginations of all the thinking beings who live on various planets. These worlds are connected to each other through imagination. Common themes and ideas are strings between universes. And to get between them, people fly wooden ships that look like animals, which are powered by emotions. Also, people communicate with each other by contemplating orbs. The only way you can take pictures is getting stared at by a big psychic bug. And people have already declared victory in a war over the very concept of evil. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Starwall Odyssey follows the adventures of the hapless inhabitants of the Lucky Finn Tenement Building, who suddenly find that their apartment is actually a spaceship, and that they're lost in a sea of boundless imagination. It's an actual play starring me, James D'Amato, Mel D'Amato, Allie Grauer, and Drew Merzieski, as we playtest the No Kings system, which will hopefully one day be the Skyjacks role-playing system. It toes the line between weird and wonderful slice of life and high-flying space fantasy. You can sample the first five episodes by searching for Star Wall Odyssey on your favorite podcast app, or get the whole thing by heading to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and signing up for $5 a month or more.